0: before you came into this lifetime, you said, I'm not leaving you to your own defences. I'm going to give you a guidance system. Now, the guidance is not going to be through your head. It's going to be through your emotions. Anytime you and your higher self agree, you're going to feel a positive emotion. Anytime you and your higher self don't agree, whenever the gap opens, you're going to feel negative emotion. The way your emotional guidance system works is you're meant to pay attention to how you feel.
1: Welcome back I'm Joanne Chan Your host of a podcast Find Joy with Joanne Thank you for coming back every week And staying committed to grow And learn the tools To show up every day To create a life with joy Passion Purpose And success In your own style On your own terms And today I can't tell you how excited I am I hope you can tell it From the tone of my voice Because I am bringing you Our very first guest I believe We all have heard about The law of attraction some of you might have read the book the secret or you will watch a movie and if you're like me have been fascinated by this idea or concept of the law of attraction and you might even have tried to apply yourself maybe it works maybe it doesn't or you are someone you know who sit back and say is it really possible to attract anything we want today's guest is here to tell you yes it's hundred percent possible And anyone and everyone can do it. She is here to break down how she uses the law of attraction to cure her incurable illness, systemic lupus, into revision without medication. She surprised a doctor who told her she would be sick for the rest of her life because there was no cure. And so she decided to dedicate her life to the study of thought and the laws that govern this universe. Since then, she has been teaching metaphysical laws through her coaching programs and she has coached clients around the world since 2011. Even though her program focuses on female entrepreneurs, but she has also helped men, doctors, psychologists, stay-at-home moms and countless others. She helps them transmute problems, not fear them. And instead of looking for approval and security outside of us, She teaches that our very own DNA is infinite intelligence and we have a very powerful system within. She takes the clients from feeling vulnerable and directionless to being confident and laser-focused by connecting to their inner guidance. She is named one of the top 10 female life coaches in Australia by Yahoo Finance and her story has been featured on various media, magazines and blogs. So guys, help me and welcome the one-of-a-kind, the Law Attraction coach, Anna Garcia.
0: Thank you so much, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me here. And it's a privilege to be here talking about something that I love.
1: Amazing. I'm so glad you are here, you know, as the Law of Attraction simply states, light attracts light. So I'm happy to know that we are similar in vibration, which is why we are connected, right? And together we manifest (laughs) For this, <laughs> so, so I can't tell you how excited I am And how much research mm-hmm. I have done And I put out so many things that I want to talk to you about today But I want to start off with a quote That you shared on your Instagram the other day That is very powerful to me So I want to dive yes. deep with you on that So you say The universe never sees anything as a mystic And that you believe No matter where we are at in our life It is the right place to be So, you know, for for people who are listening to this right now, some of them might not be in the place where they want to be. You know, they are not happy. They are not fulfilled. They haven't figured out what they want to do with their life or they are just really struggling right now. And if we Mm. tell them this is the right place to be, they might not like it or they might not understand it. So talk to me about that. Uh, Talk to me about what brought you into writing this quote and what does it actually mean to you?
0: Okay. It's really interesting because... If someone had told me this quote years ago, I would have said rubbish, okay? It's not information that teaches. It's life experience that teaches. You can look back at a time when you went through some sort of struggle and in hindsight see something that grew out of it. But when you were in the midst of it, it was very difficult to see how any good can come out of it. The greatest leaders, the greatest teachers, have come out of struggle, have come out of mistakes, have come out of bankruptcy. People like Tony Robbins created his greatest, one of his greatest courses when somebody tried to bankrupt him, (laughs) okay? There are people that have been through the deepest pits and have risen, okay? So why did I say that there are no such thing as mistakes? Well, to us, there are mistakes, to our human minds, We think that we've done something wrong or we've taken a step backwards. But this is what happens. When we encounter problems, when we encounter setbacks, something really important is born. And what's born is desire. When you stuff up, you get more clear about what you don't want. You also get clear about what you do want. It sets off a rocket out into the universe and the universe hears it and starts the process of creating the new version of you that's still in invisible form. This is very important. Without a setback, without a problem, without what we call contrast, without mistakes, we can never expand to more. Eternity, you might have heard that term used around, is not some sort of mystical fluffy light that we disappear into. (laughs) Eternity is the nature of the universe. The universe continues to expand and expand and expand and expand. You go out to outer space, where is the fence? It does. The nature of the universe is to expand. We are the universe, we are this source energy, we are this love energy. That's what we really are, though we're in this avatar of a human body. And what that seeks to do, it seeks to expand. And how can we expand unless we experience a problem or a setback or a mistake that gives us? clarity about who we want to be and what we want to do my gosh I think back to when I was a teenager how many mistakes have I made (laughs) and now how would I understand what I understand now would I be the person that I am today if I hadn't made those mistakes Yes, your parents tell you don't drink, don't do this, don't do that. But do you really understand unless you actually go through the life experiences and fall down and pick yourself up and say, oh, okay, I'm actually wiser within myself. I've actually discovered something about myself and I've discovered who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And that is a constant process. So it'll be with us for the rest of our lives. The universe doesn't have a rule book that says this is the set of rules that are right, this is the set of rules that are wrong and you must keep within this guideline, even though some religions might teach that there is a set of rules. The universe doesn't have a set of rules. We are, we've been given anointed as the universe ourselves. We get to be the ones that choose for our own lives. What works for us may not work for another person. We're all individuals carrying out a journey and if we were meant to live a perfect life we wouldn't be in a scenario in a kind of playing field where you can make mistakes mm-hmm. the universe could have just made us perfect <laughs> but oh, it's not the case because there's a value in making mistakes and every time that desire is shot out the desires like fuel for a journey it shoots out to become a greater version of us and now we have somewhere to go to now we've just had a glimmer of another type of life we could have and we can journey towards that. And then mistake again is going to shoot out again and we continue to journey and forever expanding. I hope that explains things.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, totally. I love I love how you put it together. And so it's interesting because when you talk about your your, your past, right? And I remember reading your story for the very first time it really got me thinking some of the questions that I have also been asking myself, you know, and how you begin your journey is actually what most of the people, I would say, you know, are still operating today, right? We live our life according to the formula, right? We go to school, we get good grades, we get a job, we start a family, until you realize you did everything right according to the formula, (laughs) you were not happy, right? You were not looking forward to the future like, you know, sitting in front of your desk and just reading a power documents, and you're taught doing something more creative would make you happier, and yet the same dreadful feelings follow you there. So, as yes. a result, as such a yes. young age where you were supposed to be, I use your word, you were supposed <laughs> to be, you know, clubbing, clubbing, clubbing <laughs> <and laughs> yeah, shopping, right? Instead of doing all that, you started asking yourself question like, "Who am I?" Right, and what is I life was. about? And your yeah. desire to search for the answer was huge. So I asked this question is because personally, I have also been searching for an answer for the past many years when I was at like, lost, yeah. confused, depressed, but I didn't actually quite know what I was searching for. So can you take me back to yeah. the moment where you found yourself asking all these questions and what were you Absolutely. thinking? And, you know, did you really know what answer yeah. were you thinking? And how did you finally know your answer? <laughs>
0: No, yeah, I look back and that was such an interesting thing because I'm a, I was a completely different person. A lot of people might not know, but I was, I was actually quite depressed inside. I didn't know I was depressed mm-hmm. because I just thought that was normal until I, I look back. Um, I even remember going to a party and smiling and someone said you're smiling on the outside but I can tell you're actually sad (laughs) that was pretty bad (laughs) and so I remember being told this is what it takes to live a successful life so I studied really hard I got one of the top marks in the state Uh, I got into law I started studying law thinking I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be happy and as I was studying I started to feel really empty and I thought you know what maybe maybe I I just need to take a year off and do some work and I'll re-enroll next year I'll re-enroll in something that I actually enjoy design so I did take a year off I started getting into the rat race so it was my first corporate job and I was commuting back and forth so it was like yay, I've got all this money and I started buying all the shopping 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 and that was the point where I would look in my room and I would see a lot of stuff but why am I still sad what's going on and as I started having those long train trips I remember I that's when I started asking what's the meaning of life What's the meaning of life? So I thought, okay, don't worry about it. Next year, I'm going to be happy when I start my design course. And then I, I did the design course. And, and then they were telling us image is everything. Content means nothing. That was what we were taught at the time. And there I was in front of a computer trying to figure out, do I use a, this color or this color? And, and then I got a glimpse that my future would be like this, just sitting in front of a computer. And it's the same thing, but it's in a different area. And that's when I thought, well, it's not in shopping. It's not in getting high marks. It's not in uh, even doing a course I loved. Something was missing. What was it? So I took a trip. I followed my impulse, nearly got in trouble. Uh, When I was meant to be in uni, my friend and I went to the other side of the world, to Bosnia, Herzegovina, went to a holy mountain. And I went all the way there because I was searching for what the meaning of life is. Uh, a part of our organizing for that trip, I ended up meeting a group of missionaries. When the missionaries they looked happy, they had owned nothing, uh, they took a vow of poverty, chastity, obedience, they gave up their whole will, and I thought they look like they're happy. I'm gonna follow them. So I left my, my boyfriend that I thought I was gonna marry. I left my I, I gave away all my fashion. So you can imagine my room full of fashion. I just had a a birthday party. So I remember getting gold and perfume and and I gave it all away. Um, I left my studies, gave away all my money. I took a vow of poverty, chopped my hair off, had to chop it like a boy, got rid of the fashion clothes, wore secondhand men's clothes, uh, gave up my own will and lived a very strict life for four years. And I, I did this to for the rest of my life. That was the aim. But while I was there, what started off as happiness started to end up in misery. What we were taught was that to be approved by God up above, we had to become very small. We had to kill our pride, kill our pride, kill our pride. So we did these rounds of putting each other down. And nothing destroys your soul more than that. But I was taught that was how we get approval. That's how, that's the path of enlightenment. And so we did that. And it got to the point where later on, I ended up running away. And I got in big trouble for that too. But that's another story. When I ran away, I remember very clearly, I know that this is not God. This is, this is not life. So what is it? So I hadn't even, that mistake, what I thought was a mistake actually led me to this work now okay so I was so angry at myself for wasting my time there when I could have been climbing up the corporate ladder etc but it really made me search and I remember uh, going to my friend dragged me to a personal development event and it was Dr John Martini, and he quoted Marianne Williamson that we are not meant to play small we are meant to play big it was the complete opposite to what I was taught I swapped the word God for universe that was just for me because I associated God with the with a really tough order and when I joined uh yeah when I left I started to expand my mind to maybe the universe is bigger than all these rules I let go of the rules and I went on a search for who the what the universe is and that's how I became a life coach and I started getting bit by bit answers and healing and clarity Uh, About five years into the journey I decided to give up the coaching because I found it a little bit hard to get all the clients I said i give up i give up on this struggle and that's when I discovered a book on the law of attraction by Abraham Hicks and it was interesting because I remember reading the book and thinking I am in love with this content wouldn't it be great if I could teach this Now, of course, the little voice in my head's like, who the hell do you think you are that you can teach this? You don't even have your life together. (laughs) Like, why would anyone even listen to you? But I thought, wouldn't it be good to teach this? And out of nowhere, remember, I was struggling to get clients. Out of nowhere, these clients started appearing. And I started coaching and teaching them with the law of attraction. And they loved it. And that's how I ended up with clients. They were passing they referring their friends to me and that's how I ended up on this path and I ended up teaching. Now, I had business mentors that told me, whatever you do, don't mention the law of attraction. people will think you're weird, etc, etc. But there's this thing where another person doesn't know the voice that's whispering in your soul, doesn't see the vision that you've planted because of your own life experiences. And so they won't understand. They can only speak for for them. And so I went ahead and I didn't follow that advice, (laughs) even though this person was amazing. And I just trusted this voice within. And, And I meditated more to listen to this voice. And whatever I woke up with, whatever inspiration, I wrote it down and I shared it and I shared it and I shared it. And that's how I ended up here today, teaching and coaching with the law of attraction.
1: Amazing journey. Wow. I can tell that you are really happy right now. You know, like (laughs) this is your happiness, right? And you are really aligned with your purpose, your higher self. Mm -hmm. It's really such a journey that you have to come through. So, yeah. So what?
0: something that you asked me about. So back to that original question, what was the purpose of life? This is what I then understood after all that, those years of the journey. And now I would never replace The time I spent at the missionaries. Because from a human perspective, it looked like a setback. But from a universal perspective, it was my biggest growth ever and my biggest expansion because of what my soul's journey was. There's two journeys happening. There is a physical journey here. (laughs) Person's going along a physical journey. There's an invisible journey as well in the same direction. Okay. And that invisible journey is the infinite part of us okay that's going through this lifetime but going through it in an avatar an avatar of Joanne and an av- avatar of michael or rachel an avatar of anna for this lifetime okay and why are we going through it because think of this like a virtual reality game why does a kid play virtual reality when they know it's not even real OK, if this arena of human life is an illusion because our real self is the invisible that never dies, that's going through the avatar of you, then why does a why does a person go through a virtual reality because of the thrill of it? Why does a person watch a movie that is all staged and it's fake and it's actors and it's not even real because they love the emotional journey? They love the journey of feeling the highs and the lows and the joy they feel and the triumph. And so they come out of the cinema. They don't take any of the illusion with them. They take the emotions. When we finish with this virtual reality, we don't take the houses and the cars and the things. We only got those things because we wanted it to feel good. We take the emotions with us. And we take the emotions back to the universe and the universe expands because of it. So the whole universe is the collection of all of our experiences and the universe as a collective expands because we were willing to go through this journey and to have the fun on this journey, to have the exhilaration of this trip. So if we're not having fun, we're missing the whole point of being here.
1: I love that because actually it's one of the questions that I'm about to ask you. Like because I know what you mentioned about um the physical self and the non physical self, right? So it's actually one of my favorite ideas. I so but you just explained that, but I want to I want to dive deep. Uh, you know. Yes. On, yeah. So when you talk about the human experience and the spiritual uh experience, which is like above us, right? I don't know why you mm-hmm. call it our higher self. You know, in some yeah. of our I mean, uh, you know higher self, right? And um, the big question that I really want to know is like, why, why do we even exist? You know, why do human even exist in the first place? Why can't we just be okay. spirit? But why do yeah. we, I know you understand, You know, this is a journey, this is an experience, right? This is a virtual reality that we have to go. This is a game, right? So yeah.
0: that is a great question. And not many people stop to question that, like to ask that question in their own lives. So this is what I understand. And I understand it from the teachings of Abraham Hicks. So in the beginning, if you can imagine, before we come into this body, if you can imagine just infinite light, pure source energy, or what people call God, or the universe or universal consciousness, like an ocean of energy. And just like a drop of water is an individuation of the ocean, but is the ocean, we too are individuations of this infinite energy, but we are the energy, okay? So if it's, uh, so imagine an ocean and then one of the drops of the ocean. So we are this light, but we are also an individuation of the light, okay? We are one of the individuations. So light wants to experience itself as light. And in the beginning, it's really great being light okay but after a while being in light is boring okay because what can you do when everything's just so perfect you don't have a sense of experiencing yourself unless it's in relation to its opposite okay so we need to have the experience of look we we don't know what summer is without experiencing winter we don't know what being satisfied with a meal is unless we've been hungry. We don't know what wealth feels like unless we've been poor okay so being in light we want to experience ourselves light shines brightest in the dark so we say look there's a physical arena over here plenty of darkness life on planet earth send me send me I want to have the experience and I know It's perfectly safe and I'm going to come back out. I'm going to gain so much and expand so much. So we were actually excited to go in this this arena. And so you go, okay, I'm going in. I'm going to have to team up with a physical body because I am non physical. So in order to have the experience, I need to be as dense as the matter in this world. So I team up with a physical body. So now your infinite self is now joined with a physical self. So now there's not one of you. There's now two you now have two opinions running. So when you're a baby, you're one. A little baby is not thinking, is my, are my thighs too fat? Did I save up enough money? Do people like me? Am I going to be accepted? It doesn't think that the baby just dwells in well-being. Okay. And so the two opinions match because your universal self dwells in well-being. Okay. So as you immersed into this lower vibration of energy, you start to pick up the teachings and the vibrations of the limitations around you. So what used to be a match to your infinite mind starts to have a separation. You do things like playing musical chairs in order for one person to win, another person has to lose, to you know, you start to discover that you're compared to each other. And so you start to have a separation like that. Now, what's the separation? Anytime you and the universe agree on a topic, there's alignment. Anytime you and the universe don't agree, there's a separation. Okay. Now, something interesting happens as you go along the journey. So, children, they've still got a small gap. They're highly imaginative, they're happy they're having fun but as they grow older they get taught to stop daydreaming get real and they get taught things and then they start to fill that gap and then what happens is um they tend to have a a crisis midlife crisis my mind tells me one thing my heart tells me something else so do you see how there's two voices so there's really actually two infinite vantage. there's two vantage points that infinite and the physical, or the non-physical and the physical. So that's why you feel sometimes schizophrenic, okay? You feel like there's two voices operating, one telling you there's hope, another voice telling you don't even try, okay? That's where that's coming from. So you've got those two voices. Now, the interesting thing is, before you came into this lifetime, you said, I'm not leaving you to your own defences. I'm gonna give you a guidance system. Now, the guidance is not gonna be through your head. It's going to be through your emotions. Anytime you and your higher self agree, you're going to feel a positive emotion. Anytime you and your higher self don't agree, whenever the gap opens, you're going to feel negative emotion. The way your emotional guidance system works is you're meant to pay attention to how you feel. And as soon as you start to feel negative emotion, you've got to start to soothe that gap and close it in. Okay, that's how it's supposed to work. But most of us, we block our feelings, we numb our feelings, (laughs) we drink alcohol, say, I'm going to bed, that's it, and we ignore the the feelings. But we don't even know that's indicating the gap between us and the universe. So let's test it out. If I'm going about my day and I failed at something and I start beating myself up, Now, the universal part of us never beats us up. It says, you did really well. Give it another shot. Well done. It's nothing but loving messages, never out of alignment. But our physical self is hearing the voices of our teacher, our parent, the news. Oh, you failed. You're hopeless. You're no good. And so we feel bad. We think we feel bad because we're hopeless and we're no good. No, we feel bad because we don't agree with ourselves. Does that make sense? <laughs> now, if some, if I change my mind and I say, you know what? It looks like I felt by. But I learned something. And you know what? There's always another go. And you know what? I'm going to get better and better. And this is going to make me focused. You start to feel better. Why? Because it's starting to line up with how your inner being sees life. Okay? Yeah. Now, if you're walking down the street and that person says, you're so ugly. (laughs) Okay. Now, if I was to go, oh, I feel really bad now. Now I feel so bad. I'm not going to feel good until that person apologizes. No, you don't feel bad because that person said you're ugly. You feel bad because you've taken on the thought that that person gave you, which now separates you from the way your inner being is thinking, who loves you. Okay. If I said to myself, That's their opinion. Oh, that person's having a hard day. That's I can see where that's coming from, okay? And I don't take it on, then I will feel fine. But it's because I've taken on that thought, which now separates me from how the universe sees me. So it works like this. When we came into this lifetime, the non-physical part of us, the universal part of us, or what we call our inner being, did not leave its universal vantage point. People have this idea that we're either dead or we're either spirit or, or human, we're either living or dead. It's neither of that. We are both physical and non-physical at the same time. Okay? And this non-physical part decide to stay put stubbornly in its non-physical vantage point. And the non-physical vantage point is that we are loved, we are amazing, we came for an experience, have more fun, don't take this so serious, enjoy life, this is a journey, this is not permanent, (laughs) then we get, we get into ourselves in all sorts of knots and twists, because we think, oh my gosh, we're not meant to die, and if someone dies, it's all over, it's no one dies, this is just the avatar, the real us is ongoing for all eternity, and having an experience, okay, so we might as well what's dead is when you're not letting this life to flow when you're not allowing yourself to enjoy life that's what we call the living dead (laughs) okay that's when we're alive but we're not alive life is this source this universal energy that is flowing through us that's being summoned through us and whenever we get an inspiration summons energy whenever we flow with good and whenever we make the best of our situation whenever we look at what's going right so what's going we allow this energy to flow and then we feel the effects of it the symptoms of it we feel joy we feel ease we feel confident we feel relaxed when we don't allow that to flow because we're choosing thoughts that don't match our inner being then we close the valve that energy can't flow we get the symptoms we get the fear we get the anxiety we get the worry all of those are just symptoms of a closed valve. And the closed valve is us closing it when we choose to take on a thought that doesn't match our higher self. Does that make sense?
1: <laughs> yes, totally. I wouldn't want to cut you off because I have like so many questions. Um, so so in my opinion, right? I think this is why most people uh, don't get what they want or they fail at manifestation. You know, they know what they want. They have desires, right? They have dreams, they have goals. But at the back of their mind, they also have limiting beliefs and fears like you just said right we all have limiting beliefs and fear right everyone has it so um if it becomes a constant struggle like like what you just said like what you just described right between knowing what you want and being held back by all these thoughts, right so f- for example let's say someone is trying to manifest and visualize them getting the next promotion or uh buying the dream house or getting into a relationship or making a lot of money But if they still have limiting beliefs around money, for example, Mm -hmm. money is the root of all evils, or I'm not good enough, right? Um, Are they still able to get and attract what they want? Because in one of your videos that I watched, uh, you actually talk about stretching our own beliefs, right? And you say, um, you can only receive as much as you are willing to believe. So talk to me about how do we overcome our limiting beliefs and fears, and how do we silence the mind?
0: Okay, good but, question. That, good that, question. Right,
1: <laughs> the, the steps for us, right?
0: Okay, so let's just start with how the limiting beliefs got there. So remember, you come here a little baby, you're pure, mm-hmm. infinite intelligence, and your mind was not corrupt. Okay, but then you learned, you got messages and messages and messages. So, anything that you receive as input, and as a child, you don't have the ability to filter that out or to say, hey, that's not true. Okay. It's impressed upon your mind. And when something's been impressed upon your mind so many times, it goes into the subconscious mind. So, it's now writing itself. It's now a program that is saying, hey, you've just, your mind just said, hey, you've thought about that a couple of times. Let me take it off your list of things to think about it. I'll run it on automatic. So we don't even know these uh, these, um, limiting thoughts. Well, the thing is, this is kind of strange, but it's interesting that we are divine and we are infinite and we are unlimited, but we choose to come into this lifetime to become limited in order that we can become unlimited again, okay? Do you understand that? (laughs) Until we wake up to wanting to become limited. So in the same way that we got the limitations, through repeated impressions, is the same way that we get out of them, okay, Mm -hmm. through the repetition of new ideas. It is true what you just said, that the universe is, we are these powerful, infinite, intelligent beings with unlimited potential energy like like clay in our hands. We have the ability to think and that energy will form and create Okay, so energy is flowing to us, but it will only flow to the limit of our belief. It will only flow to the limit of what we assume about life. Neville Goddard says we don't receive what we want, we receive what we assume. We assume this is a struggle in life, we get this struggle. The other month of cycling and I thought I was cycling with my husband and then we we're turning to go home. And it was a nice, easy shortcut home. And he decided to go up the hill. And my thought was, oh, my gosh, what's he doing? It's really high. It's going to be really hard. Next thing you know, I fell off my bike and landed smack hard on the ground. OK, and then I blamed him. And then I realized, oh, what thought did I think just before I fell? It's going to be really hard. I don't have enough strength. So what was I left with? An injury in my shoulder that didn't give me strength and landing hard on the ground, which is a perfect match to what I was thinking. You get what you assume. Okay. So that means we've got an assumption about life right now or an outdated program, but we want to change it to an updated program. Well, whatever you put attention on, law of attraction is giving us more of it. So the reason why we have trouble with creating something new is because we observe reality so much. (laughs) So something goes from, see, I've got evidence. I have evidence, universe. There is no way out. I am stuck. Well, you're never stuck because life is always being recreated new, but your thoughts, you're the master creator, are still on the old. So you're actually recreating old, okay? We think reality is everything. I have learned now to live more in imagination than reality because imagination is the jumping into the unlimited. You are limited in reality. You're limited by how many resources you have, by how much cash you have. There are things that you can't do. But right now, here I am in a Sydney lockdown. I just took a trip to Switzerland this morning in my mind, okay, in my imagination. Why? Because there are no limits in the imagination. Our human self, our human being is only 4D. We can only live in with breath height touching, smelling, what we can see, but our soul is multidimensional. So our soul can access future events, any possible dream you have, it can create that reality. But now we have to be a match to it. So this is what I tell people. So these are the steps of manifesting. Step one, you ask. Now, you don't even have to physically ask because you experience life's problems. Life's problems cause you to shoot out a desire. So your being has already broadcast the request vibrationally. The universe doesn't hear your words. It hears your vibration. Your words may create vibration, but it's the vibration, meaning your feeling. It picks up your feeling. Step two, the universe answers. So the universe takes your request and immediately starts creating an invisible vibrational form of it. Every person has a type of vibrational warehouse where everything that they possibly desire is in there. Abraham Hicks says you have enough to entertain you for 30 to 40 lifetimes. Emerson says you can't have a desire without it somewhere existing in this universe. Okay? So it's sitting in this warehouse. So that's step two. You don't have to do anything there. Step three is the only important step. That's allowing it in to your physical reality okay so goes like this you're here shoot out a desire universe creates it it wants to come to you okay so Rumi says what you seek is seeking you but what happens you have a vibrational wall around you like a great wall of China and it can't get in. it's bouncing off What's this wall? The wall is not solid. The wall is thought, a thought that contradicts your desire, okay? You must be a match to let that in. Now, the universe doesn't give up. It bounces off. It tries again, keeps going, keeps going. One day when you're thinking about something else, you let your wall down, it comes in. That's why people that really, really, really want something, the moment they go, oh, they let that topic rest, they think about something else, it comes in people that want to have a baby okay like okay I give up I'm going to adopt and then they have before pregnant or something happens like that okay so it wants to come in and it's only contradictory thought Abraham Hicks says the only thing in the way of what we want is a thought that doesn't match what we want okay so you can't say I really really want Excellent health, but do you know that my back is aching? <laughs> and do you know that my, oh, I really, really want a perfect relationship, but do you know how bad my last ones were? Do you understand what I've been, the hell I've been through? <laughs> okay. I really, really want money, but oh my gosh, my parents fought about it so much. I don't know if I really want that money. Okay. But this happens at a level where you're not even aware of it. Okay. So, Does that explain why it doesn't come in? There's the two things needed to manifest, a desire and a belief, and they need to be in the same direction, okay? So what do we do if the belief doesn't match? So we want to mould this subconscious mind that is working against us. It's literally the automated programming that is running your life, most of it. Okay. What you consciously want is like that much. (laughs) What you already programmed through your history is running the large portion. So we've got to sneak up on it because it's a really, really tough, it's like it does not want to budge. Okay. It's like there's a what do you call a bodyguard guarding the beliefs. (laughs) So what we do know is the mind likes what's familiar. So we got to acclimatize the mind to a new idea as we fill in the idea the old one gets replaced it dies of uh, lack of nourishment so Buckminster Fuller used to say that um, like you don't fix the problem by trying to solve the problem you create a whole new um, ideal which will automatically replace the old one okay so rather than thinking I've got to fix this money belief I've got to fix this you've got to think about what you want what you want now if you say, "I really want this," and it doesn't feel good, it tells me that your belief doesn't match. Because it doesn't feel good means there's a gap. So even though your words telling me are telling me that you do want something, your vibration is that you don't believe you can have it. Okay. So there are ways around this. One of the ways is to drop the. You know, how sometimes people say, um, "If you're poor, say I am rich." I am rich, (laughs) okay, but if you feel bad, you have to pay attention to your feelings. If it feels bad, it means your belief is not there. It's not caught up. It's basically not working. So you can drop the I am, and you can say, wealth, success, wealth, success, okay? I'm not even saying I am, I'm not introducing any contradiction. I am just dwelling on those words, and dwelling on those words, Introduces the vibration of those words. So, luxury, mm, vit- health and vitality. Do you see what I'm doing? I'm bypassing. Another thing that you can do. Uh, Noah St. John used to turn things into a question. It's what he would call affirmations. Or affirmations, affirmations. He wrote a book about it. It's quite easy read. And instead of saying, "I am rich," which your brain rejects. He would get you to turn it into a question. Why am I so rich? Now, your brain, instead of saying, No, you're not rich, will say, will Presume that the answer is so, and will search for the answer like Google. Okay, well, I'm rich because I have. And as soon as you start to think, make the switch from what I have instead of what I lack, mm. you're already on the path of abundance. It feels different. Okay. So there's two things. The method I, so you have to sort of play around and you always use your feelings to guide you. Okay. So the main thing you're, you're feeling for is what feels good. You can also bridge an affirmation. So you can write a statement for me for a long time. I didn't believe I could afford a house. So we never had a house. We stayed where we were. And when I started to think, oh, I would really, really like a house, but I I can't afford it. So I just started to talk to myself in a way that was, I like the idea of having a house. Now, there's no contradiction in that. I, I do like the idea of having a house. Wouldn't it be nice if we had a house? I'm open to the idea that we might be able to afford a house. And I said that so many times while I was driving that that felt comfortable. As soon as that felt comfortable, I started bumping it up. I can afford a house. I can afford a house. I can easily afford a house. So do you see how we moved from, I like the idea of maybe buying a house. It is nice to have a house. To I'm open to the idea of possibly being able to have a house. To I can easily afford a house. Okay, so we're bridging it climatizing the mind the subconscious to get familiar with it it only takes in what's familiar so we're bridging it in gaps the last method that I use is imagination visualization Mm -hmm. that's really powerful it's powerful as you're falling asleep so I follow Neville Goddard who says think about what you want pick a scene that would naturally follow the fulfillment of your desire So if it is a new job that you want, you pick a scene that is someone saying, congratulations, you've got the job, shaking your hand, pop some champagne, whatever is normal for you, that would normally happen. And you play that scene and it only has to be a short scene and you repeat it over and over and over again. And we do it as you're falling asleep because your conscious mind, that wall is less active. Your mind is more impressionable. Your subconscious and it's the subconscious we're after okay it's the subconscious like that we're training and we're molding and it will follow it will follow what you impress on it now this is really important to impress upon the subconscious because unless you change what's happening on the inside you can take all the action in the world but all the action externally Is not going to help if internally the program is set in the opposite direction, Mm. okay? Mm. So that's why we work on this first and then we get inspired for action. It starts off internally. If the mind is like the film that we're impressing an image on, the old-fashioned film, (laughs) the life that we are living in physical reality is the photograph that's printed from the film. Many people want to fix the photograph (laughs) and they're not changing the film that impressed it okay
1: I love the analogy so much because we are trying to like edit the photos I would try to put on filters make it look nice but we are not changing the um what you call it just now um the the, photograph
0: (laughs) yeah we're changing the impression on the film Yeah. yeah I understand that like I remember I used to Teach um black and white photography, and we used to work with like the film in the dark, and then put in chemicals and and stuff. And yeah, you cannot produce a photo of a tree if you took a photo of a rock.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um. So thanks for explaining that. That is really helpful. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now will get a better clarity at how to overcome their limiting beliefs and how to match right. Um our basically how to uh, narrow down the gap of what we want and our beliefs. So uh, tell me, what is the one common myth about the law of attraction?
0: One of the common myths is that if I say things enough, the universe is going to hear it. If I do enough action, the universe is going to hear it. The universe doesn't hear what you say or do. It hears what you feel. Now, that's weird because... You don't get taught stuff like this. That's outside of the realm of logic, kind of thing. This is a feeling, mood based universe, meaning when I think a thought, if I think a thought about something that I want, it then releases a chemical from my brain into the body and it creates a positive emotion. If I think about something I don't want, that same process happens, but it will create a negative emotion. The negative emotion comes out. Of our aura gets broadcast like a radio signal out into an electromagnetic field. That electromagnetic field then pulls in life experiences, people, circumstances that will be a match to the feeling you broadcast. Or, in other words, the universe will say, I agree with you with whatever feeling you chose. Here are more life experiences that will continue the feeling you chose. Mm -hmm. So we have it backwards. We want to get the good feeling from the good things happening. We want the the goods first, then I feel better. Okay? Actually works the other way around. It's get happy first or find a way to feel better first and then you attract the good into your life.
1: Wow. That's really a powerful teach, you know, because that is so true that like we wanted to feel good first right we want our environment to be perfect then we can feel good about ourselves right um but it's instead it's the other way around we have to work yeah. on ourselves in the in our internal world in order to yeah yeah
0: well if you think about it why do we want something we want it to feel good we want money to feel good we want the body to feel good we want the clothes to feel good everything's for the feeling So there's nothing stopping us from feeling it right now. There's nothing stopping us from imagining in order to create the feeling. The brain can't tell the difference, whether it's real or not real, you will get the same feeling. This background behind me is only a virtual background, but I put it up because it already creates a feeling of luxury and ease, okay? It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. What matters is the universe is picking up your constant feelings right now and saying, I agree, I agree, whether, whether those feelings are uh, not good <laughs> or whether they feel good. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to find a way to, does this thought feel good? No, then I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. Even if everyone else is talking about it, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to pay attention to what feels good and what doesn't feel good because law of attraction doesn't go to sleep. It's active nonstop. And it only takes 14 seconds that you're dwelling on this thought before another thought joins it that is similar in feeling. So if I wake up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I, my head hurts, it will take me 14 seconds where I say my back hurts too. And, oh, I don't like that person at work. And, oh, my gosh, the traffic, they're all similar feelings. They're grouped together, okay? And next thing you know, you can dig up a memory from 1984 with a fight with someone. Why? Because they match in feeling. You have access to the same thoughts throughout the whole history. Whoever thought it, you have access to that thought because it's a match in vibration. Now, if I wake up and I go, and I'm about to think that, I go, my aim today is to feel good. This bed feels so good. And the first part, it's like effort. I have to work at this because I'm programmed the opposite way. I'm programmed to think about what's going wrong. So I have to make effort in the beginning. Well, this bed feels good. Then if I dwell on it long enough, it doesn't feel like so much effort because Law of Attraction's adding to it. And, oh, it's a nice sunny day. (laughs) Oh, that movie last night was really good. And I really enjoyed that meal. And do you see, it starts to add together because it's law of attraction that's adding it so that's the most important thing i would say about creating is what your feelings mm. do anything that makes you feel good it never feels good to talk about what you lack it never feels good to talk about anything to think any thought that's destructive i think of our minds like your beautiful oasis of a home like the background here i want to keep that mind as my beautiful oasis meaning someone wants to come over and dump their rubbish everywhere I'm not going to allow that in. Someone wants to come over and say this is meant to be a bad day. I'm not allowing that in. I am keeping my home in my mind, this oasis, this wonderful place that's loving, that's encouraging. That's And so someone tells me I didn't do a good job. Okay, that's their opinion. I'm going to talk to myself the way that I want to be talked to. Okay, you have to give to yourself the praise that you want from someone else you've got to give yourself the encouragement that you want to hear from someone else you are the one living in this home which is in your mind you don't live in a home in a physical that's not really your home you live 24 7 in your mind so you if it would be to your advantage to make it the most welcoming and the most loving and the most homely place that you're going to have to reside
1: in <laughs> Yes, like most of the time we are waiting for people to give us the approval, right? The, the compliments. But we can mm. give to ourselves, right? Why not just give to ourselves? Yeah. So I love everything that, yes. yeah. And um, I can talk to you for hours and uh, you have been so generous and kind with your time today. And uh, we are going to end with our final five rapid fire questions. So every question has to be answered in one word or just one sentence maximum. No pressure, just yeah. have fun with it, all right? So are you ready? Yeah, sure. Fire away. <laughs> Describe yourself in three words.
0: Fun, connected, Uh, I like to read.
1: Wow, love that. Okay, second question. If you could live your life all over again, although you kind of answered this question just now, but I want to ask it again. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently?
0: I would have more fun.
1: I love that. Oh, my God. I wasn't expecting that. I, I thought you would say something like nothing, you know, I would do nothing to change. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I would have more fun. Yeah. Now, why not? Okay, third question. Yeah. What is something you are trying to learn or curious about right now?
0: Always learning about the universe and metaphysical. And,
1: yeah. So even though you are kind of like the expert, you know, they are master and you are still learning about it,
0: probably know about this amount of what the university really is okay so, yeah because the universe so, is like uh, huge right it's endless, endless
1: yeah stuff endless. we don't know yeah if you're only this then i, I don't know where am i like <laughs> <laughs>
0: <We're> all... <laughs> oh my god well every, everyone has access to it so yeah
1: okay and the fourth question is if you have five minutes and the whole world was listening what would you say
0: have more fun. Have <laughs> more fun is the same message.
1: That's like the, 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 the perfect answer for all the questions. Yeah. Oh, right. The last question. Then what brings you joy? What makes you happy? Adventure. Mm. Adventure. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I love that.
0: Whether that's travel, whether that's finding, learning more stuff about mm. the mind. Just, yeah.
1: All right. Thank you so much. I love your answer and thank you so so much for sharing so joyfully and abundantly with us today. Um, this is such a wonderful connection and I'm sure a lot of people want to get to know you more. So where can people find you?
0: Well, I do a lot of posts and videos on Instagram. So I'm at Garcia underscore life coach, which I think there's a link. And I also have a free handbook, Five Mistakes in Manifesting, which is on my website, anagarcialifecoach.com.
1: I actually downloaded your 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 book, and I actually read through it. So oh, well, thanks. <laughs> so um, it's a short book. <laughs> it is. It is. But it was amazing. I was like, wow. I didn't know I was making all these mistakes <laughs> so thank oh, you that's
0: this. good. all
1: right guys so go follow yeah. Anna, Go to her website and download her free book it's amazing and check out all the amazing things that she's doing she do a lot of videos as well and so if you're not following me also follow me at joanne.chan and if you haven't subscribed yet hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss another episode and I will always leave you the same way as I leave you with every other episode show up the world needs you and you need you Thanks for listening and I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead.